Vaishnav chinite hoibe. One must correctly identify a Vaishnav by Sri Srimad Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Goswami Maharaj. Some misconceptions. The mercy of Sri Guru and the Vaishnavs is the one and only means by which a jiva can attain the ultimate goal of life. Only by their mercy is it possible for him to obtain the merciful sidelong glance of the most compassionate Sri Bhagavan. This we have heard repeatedly. We have also heard that the mercy of Sri Guru and the Vaishnavas is causeless. It is never brought about by anything of this world, nor by the impersonal, undifferentiated state of any such thing. We fail to grasp the nature of that mercy as independent of any material cause, and therefore, we often ascribe imagined characteristics to it. We may think that there is no need for us to serve with resolute determination and careful, ardent endeavor. We can simply continue following our own fancies, and by the grace of Sri Guru and the Vaishnavas, all our cherished desires will one day suddenly come true. We may even think that to earnestly apply oneself in devotional service is but another expression of the mood to enjoy and a whimsical pursuit. Alternatively, we may imagine that bound jivas like us can realize our cherished desires independently without the mercy of sadhus and shi guru. Those who hold such opinions are unable to understand that the mercy of sadhus and the jiva's intense desire to serve are one and the same. Their deceitful words reveal that they are not truly yearning with a heart full of remorse to receive the mercy of sadhus. Why identify the level of a Vaishnav? The Mahajans, great realized souls, have explained the method to obtain the mercy of the Vaishnavs. Jejeno Vaishnava Chiniya lohiya adara kori bojabe Vaishnavera kripa jahe sarva siddhi avashapai bhotabe One who has become qualified to discern the level of eligibility, adhikar, of those who have taken to the path of devotion and to thereby differentiate between the Kanishta Bhakta, Navas Devotee, Madhyam Bhakta, Intermediate Devotee, and Uttama Bhakta, the Advanced Devotee, is duty-bound to honor these three types of Vaishnavs appropriately. This is the meaning of the words Jay Jeno Vaishnav. It is improper to honor a Kanishta Adhikari in a way that befits only an Uttama Adhikari or to deal with a Madhyam Adhikari as if he were a Kanishta Adhikari. Only when we respect Vaishnavs in a manner befitting their respective qualification can we become free from knowingly or unknowingly committing Vaishnav Aparad. Only then can we realize the transcendental merciful form of the Vaishnavs which bestows all desired perfection. Therefore, the ability to correctly identify a Vaishnav is indispensable. Simply by doing so, we are automatically filled with honor and affection for him. Upon recognizing your brother, 
you are at once overcome by brotherly affection that is incomparably sweet. Our exclusive aim is to be able to recognize a Vaishnav and consider him our property, our own dear well-wisher, and to develop an affectionate bond with him. It is insufficient merely to dwell on how much the Vaishnavs love us or consider us to be their own. This is because the personal satisfaction that comes from thinking we are loved by the Vaishnavs is nothing but an external symptom of the desire for sense gratification, which lurks in the deepest region of our hearts. If, instead, we begin to measure how much we have become bound in affection to the Vaishnavs, it indicates that we are on our way to attaining the very perfection of all desires. Until we can identify Vaishnavas and develop an intimacy with them in which we regard them as our bosom friends, we will be unable to realize the true nature of their affection for us. Divine and Mundane Qualities but before we can begin identifying Vaishnavas or developing close affection for them, there are many issues we need to examine first. While trying to classify a Vaishnav, we will discern, from the mundane perspective, many fine qualities in him, just as we will also chance to see his faults. Commonly, we are attracted by a Vaishnav's modesty, affection, natural forbearance, and generosity. We tend to assess someone's eligibility as a Vaishnav solely by noting these virtues, which attract us and arouse in us a semblance of affection for him. It is important and appropriate for us to analyze and reflect upon the nature of these external virtues. By doing so, we can determine whether or not we actually have darshan of a Vaishnav by observing such qualities in him, and, as a result, becoming attached to him and showing him honor. A Vaishnav should be identified and honored on the basis of his Vaishnavata, or quality that best defines a Vaishnav. This quality is the Vaishnav's exclusive dedication to the service of Sri Vishnu, and it is this that comprises his real nature. If we want to identify a Vaishnav, we need simply measure how dedicated he is to serving Sri Vishnu. Srila Kaviraj Goswami Prabhu has listed the 26 qualities of a Vaishnav, among which the intrinsic characteristic, the Swarup Lakshan, or defining quality, is exclusive surrender to Sri Krishna, Krishnaika Sharana. The remaining 25 qualities manifest under the shelter of this primary characteristic and further enhance its sweetness. These qualities will surely be present in Vaishnavas, along with their Vaishnavata, our hallmark exclusive surrender to Sri Krishna. One cannot find a Vaishnav who is not gentle and well-behaved. However, these virtues develop according to the strength of his Vaishnavata. The point here is that in enumerating these different qualities, Srila Kaviraj Goswami is not referring to our usual conception of them. From our mundane perspective, we may also detect the qualities of a Vaishnav that are listed by Srila Kaviraj Goswami in persons who are not Vaishnavs, such as the followers of Varnashram Dharma. 
In truth, however, it is impossible for a non-Vaishnav to possess the qualities of a Vaishnav. Whatever is synonymous with the word Vaikuntha, which denotes the abode of the Supreme Lord, is not limited, temporary, and gross, like the objects of this world. But everything else, indicated by the words of this world, is entirely worthless. Therefore, only extremely superficial observers will think that the qualities of a Vaishnav can also be found in non-Vaishnavs. For instance, Srila Kaviraj Goswami has listed magnanimity, vadanyata, as a Vaishnav quality. An ordinary person can be magnanimous according to the conventional meaning, the agya rudhi vritti of the word. But this adjective cannot be applied to anyone except a Vaishnav when it is given its truest and most profound sense, its vidvat rudhi vritti. Our misguided vision. But who will look out for the superlative quality of a Vaishnav? Only he who has realized its supremacy. In other words, only that person who has himself developed a service attitude will appreciate the importance of honoring this defining characteristic of a Vaishnav. Only to he who is surrendered without duplicity are all the virtues of a Vaishnav revealed in their true aspect. Such a person alone beholds the transcendental and extraordinary qualities of a Vaishnav without likening them to mundane qualities and thus inviting offenses. But we are devoid of a service attitude, and therefore we cannot comprehend this secret of recognizing a Vaishnav by his Vaishnavata. All too often, we are attracted by a Vaishnav's other qualities, like his ample affection. We praise his patience, tolerance, and other external virtues. But we should bear in mind that a Vaishnav's qualities are not objects for our sense gratification. If the qualities I detect in a Vaishnav, like affection and patience, do not inspire me to engage in the service of Sri Vishnu and the Vaishnavs, and do not lead me to become attracted to his Vaishnavata, then it should be understood that I have been unable to see their true aspect. In other words, I have simply been trying to satisfy my senses. All the qualities of a Vaishnav are certainly present in every Vaishnav. If, according to our material vision, we conclude that Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami Prabhu was a poet, but that Sri Shivananda Sain, or Sri Govinda, the servant of Sriman Mahaprabhu, were not all that poetic, then we have not properly understood the Vaishnav's quality of being poetic, his kavitva. Rather, by considering Srila Kaviraj Goswami to be an ordinary author, we merely see in him a rare and exceptional material talent, the gift of poetry. Those with material intelligence are unable to judge a Vaishnav by his exclusive surrender to Sri Krishna, Krishnaika Sharana. They consider him an ordinary person and end up seeing his faults and assessing his Vaishnavata by looking at what is merely a semblance of his virtues. When they see the grave disposition of a particular Vaishnav, 
They will liken it to the gravity of a common man and praise him, considering this virtue to be the sole benchmark of his Vaishnavata. But if another Vaishnav conceals his gravity, they will not consider him to be a Vaishnav. Or, even if they do, they will say that he is not as grave as that first Vaishnav. Their words are as meaningless as the statement, a stone container made of gold. I begin my journey to hell by being envious of a Vaishnav, seeing in him the semblance of faults which are unpleasant to my senses. And I suffer equally by being affectionate to a Vaishnav, upon seeing in him the semblance of good qualities which are pleasing to my senses. In both cases, my vision is limited to the mundane realm, and I am not fortunate enough to be able to recognize the transcendental Vaishnav. Hence, in trying to find a Vaishnav, we should not simply end up selecting someone who possesses mundane qualities or who is devoid of them. A concern. The Mahajans have stated, Vaishnava chinite nare dever shakati. It is impossible even for the demigods to properly identify a Vaishnav. This may lead me to wonder how I, a helpless and feeble being who is ignorant and foolish, can ever hope to recognize a Vaishnav. How will I be able to understand his Vaishnavata? As long as I remain ignorant of Sambandha Tattva, the principle of one's relationship with Sri Krishna, and continue to lack faith in the mercy of the Vaishnavas, I will be subject to various types of misgivings and be deprived of this mercy. One Vaishnav has given a very beautiful and remarkably logical answer to this question. It is indeed true, he said, that the demigods themselves are unable to recognize a Vaishnav. But why should this be a cause for concern? The emperor may be unable to recognize my mother, but that will hardly prevent me from being able to recognize her, even if I were but a tiny baby. When I was an infant, I did not understand what relationship my mother had with me nor was I able to realize her deep love and affection for me. Although I was ignorant, it does not follow that my mother was not my mother at that time, or that I was deprived of her affection. I always remained related to her and did not forego her maternal affection, despite being unable to understand who she is. Nourished by her love, I have now attained adulthood and am able to appreciate how she is related to me and what maternal affection is. During infancy, I did not understand my mother. Therefore, I could not realize the sweetness of her affection, although she showered me with it. But I have now grown into an adult through her love and nurturing. By her affection and mercy, I am now able to realize who she is and have now developed a feeling of possessiveness, mamata, towards her. When the practicing devotee attains Madhyama Adhikar, he is able to ascertain the eligibility of a Vaishnav and show him due affection. Only then is he able to receive the mercy of the Vaishnavs. 
It is also by the mercy of the Vaishnavas that one reaches the Madhyam stage. Indeed, their mercy is at play at all times. Only by the compassion of the Vaishnavas does the jiva who is averse to Bhagavan and full of anarthas develop the tendency to chant the holy name of Bhagavan in the Kanishta level. But the Kanishta Adhikari is unable to realize this, and this is what makes him a Kanishta devotee. The Vaishnavas shower their mercy upon the Kanishta Adhikari without his knowing it. And this mercy covertly and imperceptibly elevates him to the Madhyam level. Then, only by the mercy of the Vaishnavas does he develop the ability to discern what level a Vaishnava is on and offer him due respect. We do not need to create our relationship with the Vaishnavas, for it is eternal. Our objective is simply to realize that relationship, and this is possible only by the strength of their mercy. Why then should we have any concern about being unable to identify Vaishnavas? Have we really made the Vaishnavas our own? The degree to which I have been able to make a Vaishnav my property and honor him can be measured by one criteria only. How indifferent or apathetic I have become towards non-Vaishnavas, realizing that they have no relation with me. Unless one is wholly indifferent towards non-Vaishnavas, that is, has no relationship with them at all, one has no hope of ever developing a sense of kinship with the Vaishnavas. Our conviction that the Vaishnavas belong to us develops in proportion to our feeling that non-Vaishnavas are outsiders. This is not mere talk. If I really wish to be related to the Vaishnavas, I must first renounce my attachment to non-Vaishnavas. If my mother, father, brothers, friends, and so-called close relatives become hostile to the service of the Vaishnavas and to the Supreme Conscious Entity, then I will have to become wholly indifferent to them, regarding them as unrelated to me in any true sense. This includes my very own body and mind. Until I attain such determination, to think of the Vaishnavas as my property is nothing but deceit. A person cannot have possessiveness towards or kinship with the Vaishnavas while considering non-Vaishnavas to be related to him. The two are mutually contradictory. Translated from Shri Gaudiya Patrika, Year 7, Issue 9 by Rays of the Harmonist Team. Published in Rays of the Harmonist, Issue number 14, Kartik, 2004.